turn on it's top 10 thursdays and i'm your host sean lemmy john honey Colin westman matt carson's get it because like the pixar thing is a lamp it wasn't hard to get it's pretty obvious but i appreciate it okay that's good that's pretty Uh, funny so brave is out this week tomorrow the new pixar movie Mm -hmm. about scottish people i'm not really sure what it's about I feel like the trailers girl. are kind of confusing. It's fantasy. It certainly stuff. is about Scottish people. It's, certainly about it's got Craig Ferguson in it, so. Yeah. Though I feel like that's pretty easy casting, casting going to Craig Ferguson. <laughs> is Billy Connolly in it? He's got to be in it. I'm sure he is. <laughs> All right. Heavily, heavily featured. You guys excited for Brave? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm I not think... really there yet because I feel like what I love so much about Pixar, which is what we're going to be talking about today, is I, lo- I love a lot of their projects are... Um, Real high concept, you know, really like there's monsters that they're, they're, they're real. There's toys. They're real. And this is one. It seems like one that DreamWorks could have done, you know, not that DreamWorks isn't doing quality work. It's just it doesn't seem as surprising as as other stuff they've done. I know but, what you're saying. Yeah. Especially like, it seems a little easier. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're not going to do, a, do good a, a good job. With, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't really know what it is. I feel like the, uh, the trailers make it. Maybe I'm just how come, how come the the cars they're real? How come that doesn't work? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because it doesn't make any <laughs> it doesn't sense. Doesn't make any sense. Like, there's all sorts of stories. Like, oh, what, you know, monsters. What if they're real? Like, that's that's things that kids think about. I don't know if kids think about. They might. I don't know. The problem with cars is, it looks like Earth. You know, all the buildings and stuff look like humans existed on this planet, and now they're gone, and the cars are alive. It's really confusing. But the cars go in the buildings, right? Yeah, but why? So, so someone had to build these giant car buildings. Did like, the cars build them? I, I think, think so. all the pe- like people built them, and then they all died. I they, think that's they all built buildings that that were way too big for them. <laughs> Maybe they were enslaved by they the cars. Were enslaved, <laughs> made them build their giant cars, and then they all buildings. died out. Wasn't there a wasn't there like a scene that got deleted because it was too dark? I've heard about that, but I don't know if it's true. Slavery. <laughs> about, I don't know about slavery. About like but... there were people. I've yeah. heard about that too. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think we can move ahead to the list. The list, which is going to be our ten favorite Pixar characters. Just anybody in Pixar, I, I guess. I don't think it matters. It can be supporting or a lead character. Although it probably helps to be a lead character, you get to know you a lot better. That's true. Um. Doesn't look like we have any from Bugs cars. Life or cars. No, I did. I put it, I put one from Bugs Life All in right. there. Well, that'll be interesting. Just to, just to remind people that that existed. All right, but most of our favorite Pixar films. I think we can just jump right into that. Well, let's jump away. Uh, first on our list is uh, Anton Ego, which, having not seen that movie in many years, I'm just going to assume that's how his name's pronounced. The movie that's being the... Ratatouille. Thank you, Colin. Well. You want to keep going? Not everyone knows who Anton Ego is. He's probably getting there. Why don't you tell the people then, Mr. Interrupty? He, <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He's the uh, the the prickly food critic. That's about it. At least I saw Ratatouille once like five years ago. Yeah, me too. <laughs> one of my he, favorites, actually. He was definitely one of my favorite parts of the movie just because he has that great speech at the end where he kind of lays down what all criticism is, basically. And he does it pretty eloquently, I think. But I don't remember him being that heavy in the rest of the film. His scenes were pretty good, though. He's definitely has He definitely fills that super villain kind of role, but in a more realistic, grounded way, and that he's a food critic. It just seems like a funny idea for a villain to be a food critic. <laughs> I love the fact that he's thin, he's not fat, and he even addresses that. He's like, you know, if he doesn't like it, he doesn't swallow. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. Like, what an asshole. Like, seriously, this guy's a jerk. And he 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 destroyed the the, the fat chef, you know. Like like I feel like he destroyed his whole empire because he took his oh, like Brad, a star down. The Brad Garrett character, character. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gusto, I want to say. Oh, I will believe you. Yeah, and then that guy died. Yeah. Did they say how he died? Was it? Did he get it like a bad review and then he Diabetes. ate himself to death? <laughs> Diabetes himself to death. Are we talking about the fat guy? The, the fat guy, yeah. I've never seen it. What? <laughs> you ever seen Ratatouille? Mm-hmm. Super good. It's like the only one I've never seen besides Cars. I, never, I really want to watch that one again. The animation's beautiful. Well, surely it will be out in 3D sooner rather than surely. later. Could be years. Who knows? Um, I don't know about Ant- Ant- Anton Ego. is one of my favorites, though. He's definitely one of my favorite characters in that movie. He's He was the most memorable character from that movie He to probably me. was, actually. Um, just probably the, just because he's the most original kind of character in that movie. Yeah, all the other ones are more standard kind of kids movie kind of characters. So yeah, Ratatouille has a lot of heart because I mean it, it's about a love for food, and I'm sure that the animators learned to appreciate food more as they worked on it. But it, it's also just on a level, it's about the battle between artists and critics, and I really like the critic character too i mean i love the the art and i love watching them cook in that movie as well uh but the anton ego especially the, at the ending scene colin's talking about when you where you realize you know where he's been coming from this whole movie and what criticism is all about is pretty great yeah makes me hungry you know just a couple days after that i tried ratatouille for the first time my dad made it and i didn't like it <laughs> it's funny the experience of me going to see that movie was we went out to a restaurant and we had a really bad meal it was like this italian place is really bad we just needed something to lift our spirits, so. So it wasn't planned to see Ratatouille? No, it's just kind of played out like that. Oh, let's see something with good food. Let's <laughs> make us hungrier. I don't know. But, what'd, you, uh, what'd you get? At the the bad Italian restaurant? Bad Italian food, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like noodles, but it's like all water. What did you get at this meal from six years <laughs> from ago? From 2000, <laughs> 2007. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, let me see. I got it in my food journal. Well, obviously you know. it uh, stuck out in your mind. Well, it stuck out as bad, but... <laughs> I try to forget things that I... You blacked out. I blacked <laughs> Yeah, okay. Speaking of blacking things out, here's a person with a secret identity, Mr. Incredible, a.k.a. Bob Parr. What I like about Bob Parr is that you get to see this character in a kid's movie who's in a midlife crisis. He seems to hate his job. He's like, put on weight. He just seems really depressed. And this is our hero? Like, that's real. That's That's deep. You know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? You know, yeah, it's something you see in a lot of movies. I thought I thought uh, it was 
It's a bit definitely of, more mature. It's than definitely, yeah, else. it's interesting to have a middle-aged guy, I guess, as the star of your... I like that he's kind of fat. He like, puts his suit on for the first time and doesn't like, quite fit. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really like that for some reason. It's just funny. It's, well, it's it in your jeans. You don't see that many superheroes where the superhero gets fat. Yeah, has to deal with his weight issues. But he's more than just weight issues. <laughs> he's a family man. If you've never seen it, you're listening to this. You think this is <laughs> it's not about battling obesity? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a movie about a superhero family. Uh, I, why did they stop? Was it uh, made illegal? Yeah, it was. Uh, they caused so much damage to the city that they they were outlawed, and uh, the city gave them amnesty by basically putting them all in the witness relocation program. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know, I mean, I put down the reasons why I like Bob Barr. I like that he's just a little, uh, like, a, a little tinge darker than most of your, you know, average uh, protagonist characters. I'd say he's the main character. I mean, obviously, it's mm-hmm. a family thing. It's all about them and everything, but uh, just putting that out there for consideration. Plus, it's Craig T. Nelson. He's Central Washington, Central Washington graduate, <laughs> hero, icon. Here in the Northwest. Does he have one of those banners, like the alumni, you know, on the sidewalks? Yeah, like, what did you do? <laughs> I'm Craig T. Nelson. I was in coach. <laughs> no, he doesn't have one of those. Yet. It's a shame. They wait for him to die. <laughs> I don't think. Then they'll put up a statue. They'll put up a, a, yeah, just a statue of him as coach on a football. Getting scared by poltergeists. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to combine two different movies. It's going to be poltergeist <laughs> and... And the Coach TV series. Sure. That's going to be one hell of a statue. <laughs> it should be that part where he's like taking his face off like in the mirror. Yeah, the full spectrum of, of his career. <laughs> Coach uh, turning his face off. I don't know if he's that interesting of a character. He's pretty good. Well, I wouldn't say top ten. Uh, yeah, we might as well just keep going, I guess. Right? Okay. We're not gonna. Are we gonna throw him off yet? Uh, How I do could, you feel, Sean? I could lose him. I I like him. Uh, he's. I guess like. Uh, yeah, it is. Especially for a kids' movie, it's it's pretty. Uh, uncommon for your main character to be an out of shape, adult going through a midlife crisis. Uh, I mean, he's he's the opposite of Superman in a lot of ways, except for the, you know that he does have the super strength going for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he's. He fights crime for the selfish reason that, it, it, you know, it's fun for him and it brings him, him back to his his youth. Makes him feel like a man again. again. Yeah, uh, but I think he kind of fades into the film later on uh, as the rest of the family comes to rescue him. He, he becomes m- much less important. Mm, I feel like he fills a different role because they come kind of become they're a team. So he's mm-hmm. he plays into it. You know, once the family comes together, I don't know. I like him. But I think we can move ahead to another place, to infinity and beyond. Buzz Lightyear. I'll take it. I'll take it. Remember the Buzz Lightyear toy back in the day? Yeah. Everyone had to get Everyone it. had to have it. it Our friend so Remy cool. had one. Oh, my God. It was the coolest thing ever. It was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. That's what, that was the inspiration for the classic Jingle All the Way, was the writer was trying to get the Buzz Lightyear toy and couldn't. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, wanted it's one. It's just, I, I think the appeal was, like, you're watching this movie and it's it's got like the main character is a toy and then you can get that toy it's like you have a prop from the movie you know i don't yeah. know i felt like that was the cool thing about it 
Yeah, it's not like you're getting some toy from some movie. It's like, oh, this con looks like Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, this is the Buzz Light. This is like exactly what it looks like. Why Mel Gibson? <laughs> I just think about all the to toys the that weapon. I have from like, like I just think of like, I don't know, Jurassic Park toys that I have. Like, this is a Jeff Goldblum action figure. <laughs> it doesn't really look like him. Or this, this is a Vince Vaughn action figure that I have from The Lost World. I just think about stuff like that. You know, I'm really glad I never had any of those uh, Toy Story toys because, especially after Toy Story 3, I don't know how you could ever, like, donate that to Goodwill or anything. <laughs> yeah. Just feel good about yourself. I saw some picture on the internet the other day. It was, like, the saddest. Did you see that? It was, like, the saddest picture I've ever seen, and it was, that's what it was titled, and it was, like, a Goodwill bin, and Woody was, like, laying in it. <laughs> and I was like, oh. But, yeah. Uh, I've seen sadder pictures, but all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't doubt that. Seen two legged puppy. If that's the saddest picture you've ever seen, you must. Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, I was really interested in where that was going. You must uh, not see a lot of sad pictures. Is okay. That, is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> God, you just leave everyone <laughs> hanging, Sean. Uh, yeah. Anytime someone tries to tell uh, a, like I make a joke, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but why do we like Buzz Lightyear? Well, he's just so great. I think in the first one, it's so funny because he thinks he's this character that he's obviously not. He thinks he's real. He thinks he's a real space commander, and he's, which makes him seem really stupid. And it's I, I, hilarious when he becomes Mrs. Desbit. <laughs> That's like the that's the best part of the movie. It's kind of when he realizes he has that you know realization <laughs> that he is a toy. <laughs> I'm not a space ranger. I'm Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> I I saw a, a great Halloween costume of Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> 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 that, yeah, that was a brilliant idea. I mean, he's, he's got, got like, like holding he, the he's arm. Holding yeah. his arm and <laughs> he's got like a dress on or whatever. Oh, okay, it's pretty good. <laughs> and what I like is I feel like he never quite adjusts to the toy world. I feel like it was in the second one where he's like, some line, you and Andy are going to be going making schmoes. Uh, instead of schmores or something. Like, just the little things that they kind of pepper in here and there. And then in the second one, when he meets the other Buzz Lightyear, he's like, Dad, I really used to be like that, you know, mm-hmm. the stupid guy. Who thinks and then in the third one, Rangers. he gets turned into Spanish Buzz. Yeah, I guess that was all right. That's funny. I like that. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought that did that well. It makes me wonder, like, does every toy start out like that? Like, did Woody start out like that? Like, they have to go through that process. Yeah. You're about to be, br- break them down. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I'm going to say know. no because he had, like, a real fleshed-out backstory, yeah. I guess. I, I feel like in the advertisements and everything. But yeah. I feel like you'd probably be a big Buzz Lightyear fan because I feel like you're a big Tim Allen fan. Yeah, back then. Back when Tim Allen could do no wrong. <laughs> what do you mean, do no wrong? <laughs> Come on, Home Improvement. <laughs> Juggle to juggle. Galaxy <laughs> Quest. It's all, it's all brilliant. Yeah. Santa Claus. Nice. Santa Claus 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw Santa Claus 2. Seriously. Screw <laughs> Santa Claus 2. <laughs> I don't know. Bullshit where he loses a bunch of weight again? Hell no. I don't want skinny uh, Santa. I'm just not a, as about Buzz because I've always been a Woody kind of guy. I was related to Woody on such a deep emotional level. <laughs> like even as I got older, for some reason, Woody. I always feel like I'm Woody in the in the great scheme of things. <laughs> I can never find my place. My Buzz Lightyear. 
in your grand scheme. Maybe. <laughs> You're the cool guy that everyone wants to hang out with. Oh, yeah. And I'm the guy that... <laughs> No one in, is But then you go crazy in. and you think you're Mrs. Nesbitt. So <laughs> be on the lookout for that in your future life. You're going to have a mental breakdown. Oh, it's happened. It's yeah. happened. All right. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, uh, Woody's definitely the stronger character. Uh, just because when you get down to it, Buzz is a nice guy who's confused about his identity. <laughs> uh, but I, I really like him. I oh, guess. Sure. I think he's got to be on here. I feel like he has some pretty good laughs. He's he's kind of the yeah. lighter character. Mm-hmm. He's definitely the comic relief of that of that duo, as it kind of spread out. Because it's interesting. Like after the first one, where's that going to go? And I feel like they always kind of put him in more of a humorous side character. It's interesting that you know they spent the whole first movie not being friends, and then you know in everyone's mind they're like, oh, they're the greatest friends, and then they basically spend the next two movies apart from each other the whole time. Like their their great friendship is mostly just in our brains. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, well, I don't know. I okay. mean, in the first one, you see their friendship blossom, really. Yeah. So, and then you that's all you need. You, you just assume it. it's all peaches yeah, and cream. You just have to that. assume. Where's the fun times? I feel like it's hard to. It'd be hard to do a Pixar list without him on there somewhere. So I think he's going to be on there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. How about Carl Fredrickson, the old man from Up? I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean you think? What else? Did you put him up for consideration? I didn't put him on the list. No. All right. Did I? I don't remember doing that. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well. Well, he was the best part of that movie (laughs) because I wasn't actually really that into Up. There's another one where I feel like the concept wasn't something like the the balloon house was cool, but then I feel like from there there wasn't anything else in the film that quite equaled that. The problem with Up is it's so front loaded with. I mean, everyone talks about that montage of basically most of Carl's life, yeah, and that's all over in what the first ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten, like one minute. And that just breaks your heart. And then there's the you know really fun, exciting house balloon sequence, and then they finally get there, and you're kind of emotionally exhausted. And the movie has to go on and be the majority of the movie, which is tough, uh, but. You know, I I, th- I think Carl's a, a nice heart of of the whole film. It's his uh, friendship with the little boy. I mean, here you have another kids movie where your protagonist is even. <laughs> he's not just like a middle aged guy. He's this senior citizen. This you know, with the grating voice of Ed Asner, and he's just this really grumpy guy. It's like, are kids gonna respond to this? But I think they kind of do. There's there's real funny. Those kids love the Ed Asner man. They love the Ed Asner. He's hotter than ever. Hotter than Robert Loggia. Because that orange juice commercial? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> he, was, he was probably the second second choice for Carl Fredrickson. But I don't know. If it wasn't for him, I mean, I don't know if there would have been anything in that movie. I mean, I guess the I guess I like the opening. Everyone likes the opening sequence. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. I watched it like a couple days ago. I wept. Yeah, <laughs> uncontrollably. I mean, that's really all you can do if you don't do that. You're oh, not man. really human. So, but I think he does a good job of carrying the movie with his cratchety one-liners and whatnot. You know, I've still only seen it the one time. My favorite part is when he hops up on the uh, on the stair thing on his stair elevator. I always see those in movies, but I've never seen one in real life. 
I had to install one. Because you never lived with an old oh, person. Oh, yeah? My uncle. Did you get to test drive it? No. Rubber Earthworm Jim, <laughs> the video game, and there's that one level where you just ride it one upstairs, and there's old ladies falling from the... I do remember that. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to ride. That's on my bucket list now, to ride one of those things that goes up the stairs. Except I'm always afraid. Sure cause I'm sure that's at the end of your bucket there's list. That, <laughs> there's that one scene in Gremlins where they mess with it, and the old lady's going up, and it like flies out the house. Uh, Remember that? that? I do. Uh, and they died. <laughs> <laughs> Happy. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of elaborating. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a segue into something. And they died just like... You just put such weird emphasis on that. And they died. Moving on. Are we going to like, uh, say no to any of these? Or are just going to go through all of them and then decide? Well, I think some of these will will have a quick no to. Yeah, do you think Carl falls in that category? Not quite. But close? Close. All right. Well, mental bookmark. Got it. Next up, Dory the Fish. This was another. This was one that I wasn't a big fan of when I first saw, but I've, it's really grown on me, Finding Nemo. I guess that's probably because my nephew watches it all the time. It's weird how this is like the it's the movie of that generation for little kids to watch over and over. Like and when over I babysat it. my little cousin, like he would, this is all like to get him to shut up, I'd put this movie on just for like hours. And then one time I was able to convince him to let me watch Wally just to break up the monotony. But right after like halfway through he's getting kinda of restless and I just put on Finding Nemo again. Need Albert Brooks. Yeah, and it's funny because my nephew, he just associated all fish as Nemo. So it's like, what are we having for dinner? Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> what are we having for dinner? We're having Nemo. But the character we're talking about is Dory, which is Ellen DeGeneres' character. And I think why I like this character so much is She's really, really stupid, but still so friendly and sociable. It's not like a, an annoying stupid, which... And it's almost a stupid you can't blame her for because she's like a fish. And it's <laughs> like mean, part of expect, her DNA. I don't like, expect a fish to be that, that yeah, smart. Yeah, I mean, she can't remember. And I just, I like the scene where she's interacting with all the little fish, the John Ratzenberger <laughs> fish. <laughs> and, the, you know, the, the, they making the shape, but she just can't get them because it's too stupid. It's funny. But yeah. This one's being re-released in 3D. Yeah, very soon. Very soon. Are we going to go see it? No. I do. Want, I do want to see this movie again because I did only see it the one time, not how many hundreds Pixar of movies, times like you guys. How many Pixar movies have you seen more than once? Uh, all the Toy Stories, Wally, um, Up, not Up. You just watched it for the first time. I think that's it. Just the Toy Stories and Wally. I've seen Up once and Cars. Once I think I've seen all the other ones multiple times. Well, I didn't see Cars. None of us have seen Cars too. Uh, Monsters Inc. I've seen a couple times. Oh really? Yeah. Fascinating stuff. <laughs> uh, so Dory, uh, she's she's the funny one in that movie. Yeah, I am. Albert Brooks Fish. Yeah, I mean he's fine, but he's kind of annoying because he's complaining a lot. So another main. Well, he's character. a worried father. What are you gonna do? I mean. I still think it's awesome that he's in that movie. Yeah. Seems so weird. Pixar always goes kind of for unconventional casting. If you notice in most of these, usually not a big name in the lead role. 
Except for I cars. Respect I mean, that's why Dave Foley's the star of Bugs Life. <laughs> they thought Patton he was, Oswalt they thought he was gonna be big in the nineties. <laughs> Maybe. Dave what Foley else is he? He's in Blast rise. from the Past in a small supporting role. <laughs> There's a classic movie I hope we talk about someday. We do our Brendan Fraser podcast. Probably not going to happen. Probably but. not, but uh, they'll always be the dream. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in love with Thor. I just wanted to have the uh, Nemo represented in some way because it is pretty good. Yeah, and Nemo is represented a couple times, actually. Oh, well, then I'll be in for a surprise because I did not realize that. All right. Are so taking that off? We can take it off. Oh, Ooh. snap. It's tough. But... It's a deep cut to someone somewhere. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, here's another one that'll probably be cut. I put Doug the dog from Up, just because. I mean, come on. When people talk about Up, besides talking about this really sad montage, they talk about the dog goes squirrel and looks on the side. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like, it's I mean, funny. that idea of people always talk about. I wonder what, like, if my dog could talk, what would he say to me? Or like, what would what would your dog Andy, Sean, what would he say? <laughs> well, that's what he does say. <laughs> Give me food. I am hungry. <laughs> Sandwich. <laughs> Chips. <laughs> Solid bones. I'll eat them all the way. But I mean, just that. That uh, that concept, I mean, I felt like was really relatable to anyone with a dog. And he revitalizes that movie when he shows up. Yeah. You're like, all right, I'm back in. Yeah. The period of mourning is over. <laughs> I don't know if it's that sad, the period of mourning. Colin wept. Colin, <laughs> Colin has no emotions. <laughs> He's practically a cyborg. He wept. Fuck you, Sean. I'm a cyborg. Ty's program. Hey, call it a cyborg is a human with robot parts. No, I didn't say you're an android. Okay, so um, all right, just have a robot heart. Um, so I think we probably <laughs> Doug though, right? Yeah. It was nice to talk to him. He's kind of a one trick pony, but he is not a pony. He's a dog. Our next one is also kind of a one trick character. She's not in uh, the movie that much, but uh, still pretty memorable. Edna Mode, the fashion designer from The Incredibles. She makes the costumes in the film. Doesn't Brad Bird do her voice? Yes. Yeah, I think so. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good voice, too. I'm yeah. really impressed. He had it in him. <laughs> I wonder what it, what it is about that role that called to him. But uh, I, 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 found, I always found her really amusing in that movie. Uh, do you guys even remember her part? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't sure. even put her on. I've probably seen Incredibles like one and a half times. Oh. Yeah. Like on TV. Like ABC Family. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like that's a station that would play it. It is kind of another character that you'd be more accustomed to in seeing in an adult movie. You know, a fashion designer. An adult film? Do kids even know what fashion <laughs> designers are? Right? Yeah. I want to see that version of The Incredibles. <laughs> Go on. No, but they know that superheroes need costumes, and there's yeah, you know, there's the really funny scene where they talk about how capes are a bad idea for superheroes. <laughs> oh yeah, and then like, the guys got killed by their capes in that. <laughs> that movie is dark. It's got death in it. That's what life's all about: fearing death. <laughs> Yolo. Yeah, exactly. Uh so probably not on the list though. Mm. Miss Mode. Eh, probably not. 
funny though. Good speech. Yeah, her her scenes good. are good. The first scene where she talks about capes is good. Second scene where she shows the costumes off to Mrs. Incredible with the little baby with the little baby crawling and getting get shot fire. with missiles and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Delightful stuff. Fun for the kids. Oh wow, another Incredibles character, Frozone, Samuel L. Jackson. It's like the only black Pixar character, right? I don't know. I have to think about that one. Uh, no one black in Ratatouille? No one rememberable. Really? Oh, and I like that it's Samuel Jackson, too. <laughs> it's it's kind of just the same kind of person he always, I feel like, kind of plays a little more restrained. Though I still feel like he could drop an F-bomb any minute. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he did. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. So many times I've heard people just say, where is my super suit? Like, that's a memorable <laughs> quote. Why is that a memorable quote? There's something funny about that. Like Samuel Jackson That's saying, like his only scene. <laughs> I guess it is. And it's like the main point of the scene. He's looking for his suit. It's where funny, is though. my super suit? Woman? <laughs> woman? Does he say woman? I'm pretty sure. I've only seen it like once, but I'm pretty sure he says woman. If he does, he's like 50 times better. <laughs> This guy is real. This is a real character. He's pumped to get back in the back in the action. Yeah, I mean, I guess his role is pretty minor, but I just it seems so memorable in my mind. I feel like he's just one of the main characters up there. But I yeah, I'm trying to think. There's like one scene early on where <laughs> him and Mister Incredible are having a beer or something, mm-hmm. and then he's in the final battle. Is he in the movie more than that? <laughs> Sarah's saying he is. <laughs> she doesn't have a microphone attached to her, so you're okay. wrong. But we don't know well, how. Uh, <laughs> well, do you guys like Frozone? I like Frozone. Pretty cool, but he's. I just feel like he's a terribly so... memorable character because he is. Well, just, he's memorable. He's, he's just, just so Samuel minor. Jackson uh, yeah. as a. I definitely remember coming <laughs> away from that movie thinking I want way more of Frozone, but there just wasn't enough. Maybe he's the character so good, at least you wanted more. Though. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but literally I wanted more because there was like three minutes of it. But they were a good three minutes, right? Yeah, the best. Do you think that's all just because of Samuel L. Jackson? Like, they couldn't use any of the other takes because they all had F-bombs. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, is the character extra memorable because it's Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, I mean, like it wouldn't have been as good if it was Dave Chappelle. <laughs> that sounds pretty. I mean, actually. it's almost. I'm frozen, Wait, bitch. Bitch. I feel like. <laughs> Is there any like YouTube videos where they like take other Samuel Jackson parts and put it to Frozone? <sighs> Did I break your concentration? <laughs> we don't have to find that out now, <laughs> but that's something for everyone to go look at later. I feel like Samuel Jackson still heard some pretty memorable lines with lots of swearing in them. So yeah. I, I just like to see that. <laughs> just something to think about. But it sounds like what it's coming down to is we all like them, but we just didn't get we didn't get enough of them. So now we're taking them off. I mean, if Doug isn't on the list, Frozone came. I mean, the, they have the same dimensions. Or even Edna Mode. Yeah. All right. Ham. Number one. The piggy bank? <laughs> Is he your number one, Nancy? By far. <laughs> wow. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I always liked Ham just because 
seemed the most grounded. He knew his place. He wasn't. He wasn't trying to be, you know, like Woody. He, but he also he didn't kiss up to Woody. You know, he was just. He was good with his where he was in the in the in the world of toys. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Your favorite ham scene? Don't ask me that. It's because you can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite is when they're trying to see the toy barn commercial, and he he's the one working the remote. <laughs> like, come back, come back. He's like, I've gone too far. I got to go all the way around. <laughs> and he's going go around the horn. That's great. Like, why is he doing that? They need to know where Al's toy barn is. I know, but why is he going so fast? <laughs> He's a pro, He's man. mastered watching television. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's why I kind of like most of those toys in there. Is they're, they all kind of just act like adults. They're not like bouncing around and like all cheery and stuff. They're just like like middle. They act like middle aged men. <laughs> I find like I like them all. Slinky's one of my favorites. Yeah, of I feel, the toy I feel story like gang. in in discussing ham, we should discuss like most of the all of them. Yeah, I almost such put an Slinky interesting cast here. when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, like uh, yeah, no one kids would know the. I'm talking about the earnest guy, uh, John Ratzenberger. Don Rickles. <laughs> That's my favorite part. You got Don Rickles playing a little toy. Jim Barney. Uh, yeah, Slinky, so we, my favorite. So we just want to do... So we got replaced by the... Want to go down man. this list? Because uh, uh, Rex is on the list. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head are also, is also on the list. Wallace Shawn and uh, Don Rickles. I think they're all pretty good characters. I think they... Do you think they Can should we just be... go with the Toy Story crew? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd be down with that because I mean they are these toys. Man. Yeah, because the, I mean they aren't on their own. Really, they are kind of an ensemble. Yeah, <laughs> should have done them for our ensembles. We did ensembles this once. We should have yeah. done the Toy Story game. Yeah. <laughs> Worked pretty well together. I like in the second one when they're going around the toy store. And they're like in the car, mm. with the Barbies and stuff. <laughs> and Ham's all about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Trying to make a, a sex joke there, but I couldn't think of one. Like, I want to be wanted to pork such and such. Eh, never mind. That's stupid. That would have, have been way too messed up. Well, I still... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Bestiality's a crime. How about Helen Parr? <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> How about Helen Parr, Elastigirl from The Incredible? I... Th- I think we have one before that. Do we? Oh, yeah. oh God! The lone entry <laughs> from a Bugs Life. Uh, my hey, remember Bugs Life happened? Entry uh, is Heimlich the Caterpillar, because I, I I figured of the characters, the two memorable ones are the Ladybug and the Caterpillar, and I think I like the Caterpillar a little more. Uh, he's kind of like an effeminate German caterpillar. <laughs> He reminds me of that fat kid from The Simpsons, the fat Uder. German Uder, yeah. <laughs> I like when Heimlich finally does become a butterfly. <laughs> he's got like two little wings. He's still like huge. <laughs> I guess it is pretty car- it is pretty funny having that big fat foreigner kind of character. <laughs> I think he's probably my favorite of the crew too. Yeah, right? He's pretty funny. Goodbye, Heimlich. <laughs> I was too busy watching Ants. Ants, that is a good one. Ants, that is blood. Woody Allen. Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Gene Hackman. Dan Aykroyd, Christopher Walken, Gold. It's a serious film. 
for a serious man. <laughs> now, can we talk about Elastigirl? Yeah. Why yeah. are we taking Heimlich off? Yeah, I think so. Immediately. All right. <laughs> no love for Bugs Life. I like uh, what I like about Elastigirl from The Incredibles is that I feel like she's a superhero and she's thrust in this marriage and she didn't really want to like go that way. I feel like. Whoa. Because it ruined her superhero career, you know. She'd have to, she'd have to stop doing that and be a mom. I mean, but but she had to retire anyway because of the law. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's yeah. I plays into it too. I guess I see what you're saying. I don't think she doesn't like being a mom. She seems to really like her kids. Yeah, I guess. Because it'd be really, I don't know how Pixar could maturely do mom who doesn't like her kids. <laughs> that would that'd be, I don't even know. I wanted to try to come up with some kind of insight, but I don't really have any. Have any. I just like Holly Hunter's voice and the character's just funny and everything, you know. I don't have much more than that. She stretches. Yeah, I think the, the, the stretchiness thing is cool. I think they do. Her power is the most fun to watch out of all the powers uh, in the movie. Good guy and bad guy. I remember when she gets a costume and she doesn't doesn't like quite her hips are like a lot bigger doesn't quite fit anymore like some adult stuff going on there <laughs> dealing with adult issues yes. of getting old and stuff. I mean they they did things with her stretchiness that I don't think even Fantastic Four thought to do like let's have her become a boat. Remember that? I feel like that would have worked really strange in the Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> I mean, there's things you can do in an animated movie. <laughs> With a little Yod Griffin head on it. Yod Griffin, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Not surprising that his career is not taken off. That would look cool. Yeah, it would have been absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you see it works in this movie. They basically are the Fantastic Four. I mean, you feel like their powers are pretty similar. Yeah, except the little boy is fast instead of on fire. But Jack Jack can turn into fire if he wants. And True. rock. And all sorts of stuff. True. So, just something True. to consider. And also I feel we, we need more women characters. Yeah, that's why I put the next one on our list, Jessie. From Toy Story. She's very spunky. Jessie the cowgirl. Not about her attitude. What do you I'm mean? all about her attitude. I love that she wears her emotions on her sleeve. You know, she's she's probably the most childlike character in, in that. Yeah, I'm just not about how she's all like, Woody, you got to do this shit for me. It's all about me. But you know, bitch. We got Whoa. We got a uh, Whoa. Woody's got his own life he's got to get back to. All right? You're holding him back. I didn't feel quite the same <laughs> yeah. way watching the film like that. I get it, though. Because she's like this character that's been forever tied to the Woody mythology. Yeah. It's like... Once she fi- she's finally got him, she's like complete. Mm-hmm. She's finally worth something as a set. And it's been so long since she's been, you know, adored. As you see in that incredibly sad montage of that's the other that's the other Pixar montage that makes me weep. And you see <laughs> her relationship with the her owner, pool girl. She. Just dwelling she on like abandons her in a box, yeah, right? Yeah, at the side of the road. Oh, man. It's weird. That's a weird way to get rid of your toys. 
really lazy way too if you think about it. <laughs> you give that to some kid you know, or something, you know, donate it. Just yeah, put it in so we did. a box. All our toys went to the preschool, which I guess according to Toy Story 3 was not the cool thing to do. But <laughs> Seriously, it's like a concentration <laughs> camp. Seemed like a good it's idea tough at the time. being a toy, Sean. That's what I've learned from those movies. It's, it's, it's unrewarding in many aspects in that you're immortal, but you'll always be going from person to person. It's really until you're destroyed. Until you're destroyed. It's really creepy if you think about it like that. Toy Story is dark in that way. Anyway. But yeah, I like I like Jesse fun. She's yeah. fun. Me too. Good character to have around. I don't want to lose her yet. That's, That's good to know. So Marlin is the Albert Brooks character in Finding Nemo, I believe. You're I believe I, I looked that up. Before I put that on the list, <laughs> you're not sure at the the main character of the of the film. Go on. And he's, here's another Pixar main character that's, you know, a middle aged man trying to take care of his son. Another thing that you probably wouldn't think is the logical choice for a kids movie main character, uh, but uh, he's just great. He's this dopey guy who became a single dad in very raw circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> what were those circumstances? I don't recall. Uh, Mama Fish got eaten. All right. Or was she was she captured or was she eaten? Eaten by bad fish while he was a baby. All the babies and Mama were eaten by evil fish. All right, that is the official backstory. <laughs> God, Pixar is so dark. Yeah, well, that's their thing. That's why adults can enjoy it too. Adults like the darkness because we we embrace the reality of death. Well, I think it's good too to you know show kids that there's sadder parts and darker parts of life too. You don't want to protect them from everything. Although Marlin does, and that's that's his whole growth. This movie is learning that he can't always protect his son. And and of course, uh, like you said earlier, John, it's Albert Brooks, and that's that's just great. There's not enough Albert Brooks starring movies, no matter how hard we try. There'll never be enough. What would be enough? Give me a number. Total or per year? <laughs> uh, per year, I'm, I'm looking for two. But total, I'm looking for upwards of 150. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to get two a year for like a long time? 75 years? He's got a few under his belt right now. He's done it before. He'll do it again. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I like Marlon. Yeah. You guys like Marlon? I like Marlon. Sure. I mean, yeah. well, hey, what's uh I mean, uh, he's, he's not like super colorful or anything. He's, yeah. he's just an upstanding father. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. I just feel that's like. It's not super interesting. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more other interesting characters in that movie than him. He's kind of just like what drives the movie from a logistical standpoint. I like the Willem Dafoe character. The battered old fish that's seen better days. Yeah. yeah. He's cool. Agreed. Not on the list, though. No. I'm all about the dentist. Do you want to add him to the list? You have to look up his name. I don't know his name. He probably wouldn't make it. So <laughs> no. We don't want to look up his name. I want to say like Gil or something. Yeah, that's, that's Gil. That's pretty good. Nice. Great. <laughs> well, I, I've seen it like what, like a thousand times now. I should know a couple of the characters' names. I'm just all about the dentist. Oh yeah, he's like Australian. 
Australia. What are you doing in here, pelican? <laughs> I think that guy's pretty scary. Is he afraid of Australian people? Their teeth are... Yeah, I mean, Australian... You got that guy's kind of crazy. You got the little girl who's freaking insane. <laughs> Australians are no good. But you're prisoners. It was a real monster. Just like Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. All right. Now, when I think of Monsters, Inc., it's kind of their, their team, him and John Goodman and Sully. Yeah. They kind of play off each other. It's hard for me to think of one without the other, so mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Probably, I would assume so. I guess yeah. they're more of a team than they're Buzz more and a, Woody. Yeah, they're more of a team. Like they, You know, Sully's kind of the more gentle, forgiving one, and then Mike is short-tempered <laughs> and angry. Kind of, it kind of reminds me... They're, they're real similar of like the actors that are playing them. They could have done that like live action. Kind of like short, neurotic Jewish guy. <laughs> Jewish monster. Would you have liked to see that? Monster Inc. Making live jokes. Action? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. They could do it on on the stage or something. <laughs> Dress him up. Plus, see. Mike, but I, I think I prefer Mike just because he has all the, the better like sight gags. I remember there's a part where like, all those books fall into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just funny looking. So. I think he generates more laughs. Though I guess Sully's kind of he's like the heart, you know. That's the that's the you know the, the tear jerking parts. Him and little girl Boo. Yeah, that, it pains me to not choose John Goodman as my favorite character in every movie that John Goodman's in. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Mike's funnier. Another character I really like from Monster Inc. is uh, Roz. You remember that old lady is like. Mike Wazowski. Another character I feel like is voiced by a man. Probably. <laughs> I like doing that. You didn't do your paperwork. He's always sweet talking her. <laughs> She's got, got a lot of good secondary face. characters. I like all the all the various monsters. Did you guys watch the trailer for the new Monsters Inc. yet? That's that mm-hmm. just got up like today or something recently, right? Mm-hmm. Is it good? Look like Monsters Inc. It's set in college. It's their monster college. I'm a little disappointed that it's a, it's a prequel because I really like how Monsters Inc. ends with them not using fear but laughter, to, you know, mm. to save their their community. And now they're going to go back to where they oh scare them again. I, I just it's going backwards. Like I don't like that. I mean, I, I, I assume it'll more. It's going to be more focused on their friendship. That who knows? Maybe the scaring thing could play in very little. When you guys. Were young and you saw Monsters Inc. for the first time. Were you pissed it was ripping off all real monsters? <laughs> I know I was. I liked the movie less because of all real monsters. I wasn't because I real monsters was n- never that good. I never, I never felt it was that good. I never even thought of that. I guess I was, I. I was over all real monsters <laughs> at that point. Yeah, it didn't. We weren't kids when it came out. It was like I mean, 2001. We were like 12 years old. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess I don't remember. You grew up fast, man. Well, I, I felt like it came out later than that. I didn't see it until mm. much later than that. I remember because I went. Well, yeah, I mean, was Aria Monsters, or, um, Aria Monsters ended in what, like 1996 yeah. or something? Yeah, Monsters was more of a... At least five years between the two. Yeah. More than that, maybe. And how did it rip it off? Well, Aria Monsters is about this secret society of monsters that yeah. have to go scare children. But they don't live in another dimension, do they? They live, like, underground. They but they still fear. needed the fear, Yeah, I feel yeah. like. Their, about, like, their monsters were way more disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that show's gross. Yeah, he's like holding his eyes and his armpits are all hairy. And he wears high heels. If we're talking about the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. Didn't he like eat toenails or something? Yeah. Toenail that, clippings. That guy was like the boss or something. He was one of the main characters. Right? Are you talking about the boss, the guy? Weren't they like a school? No, we're not talking about I'm talking about 
You're talking about the guy that holds his eyes. Yeah. I was talking about like their teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy did because they were in like school, and okay. that guy wore high heels, which is just bizarre. <laughs> sure. Nickelodeon got away with some really disgusting, bizarre things. Hey, as long as it doesn't swear or have any sexy content, yeah. Cool with it. I assume it was just the writers being frustrated that they couldn't do anything raunchy, so they just make it super gross. <laughs> like, Rins to be is like one of the most disgusting shows. Yeah, Anyways, I, enough about Nickelodeon television for the 90s. I'm, I'm guessing Mike Wazowski. Uh, I, I want to put them together. Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. Uh, so, are we just uh, grouping all the Toy Story people? <laughs> the Toy Story gang? Toy Story Kinda friends? Want to. The crew? Yeah. All right. Do you count the uh, Martians in that group? Mm, sure. No, nah. I don't. Right, well, Colin doesn't. I feel like they're separate. It's okay. I don't really care. I like them too. They're not up for consideration. What about the uh, bully kid? What about the claw? Is he on the list? He's pretty good. Sid's pretty good. He's so twisted. <laughs> he just spends all his time rooting <laughs> toys. <laughs> It always made me kind of like want to do stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it did. It spawned a bunch of kids going out and wrecking their toys. This kid's onto something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it seemed pretty cool, like blowing up shit. And... Yeah. But then you feel bad. Your toys are wrecked. Roasted them on your barbecue. <laughs> and then like putting them back together is like so scary. <laughs> like the baby head doll and the little metal legs and stuff. That may be the scariest. That kid's pretty metal. Part of any, uh, <laughs> of any, of any uh, Pixar film I can think of. When they see the, all those mutant toys. You know who I want to add emergency uh, addition to the list? Emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in here. Oh, oh, Al from Al's Toy. Al from Al's Toy. Wait, that was my. I was all by. That's, That's like one of the reasons Toy Story Two is my favorite movie. Al. <laughs> had to go all the way to work on a Sunday. Yep. Well, of course I like it because he's all fat and stuff. <laughs> There's that scene where he's like, he's like falling asleep on TV. He's got all like the cheese doodles everywhere. Oh yeah, he's like, of course he's got a great comb over. But he, he freaking takes the toy like at the garage sale at the starting. You know, he's like, oh, I'll give you two bucks. Yeah, he's I like, hate that, that guy. He's like, what's that doing there? He's a businessman. He tried to buy it. That's true. He tried to buy it first, and mom was like, "Ain't happening." I guess. I guess he had to to steal it. He ran out of options. Resort to theft. He's pretty. I could add Al. Sure. Al's not gonna be the top ten. Well, is he? Nancy likes him a lot. Is he like your number? (laughs) I'd rather have Sid on the list than Al. (laughs) So many Toy Story characters. (laughs) He doesn't. But I mean, they're so good. I just like talking about him a little bit. Fine. All right. Well, we did it. Goodbye, Al. Bye, Al. It was a short existence. Remy the rat. The ratatouille rat. Right? That's not the boy. It's the rat, right? Remy? Yeah. Though the guy, Lin- Linguini. You're really adding to it. our credibility, Sean. You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> confident. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's pretty—he's pretty standard protagonist. Fact. But I think the fact that Patton Oswalt does the voice of him really adds something. And he's a rat that makes food. I love hearing all Patton Oswalt's jokes now about, like how he's afraid on on Halloween he's going to get really drunk 
And then a kid's going to come up in a Ratatouille <laughs> costume and he's going to say, you're inside me now. <laughs> so, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that it's Patton Oswalt, I don't know if I'd feel the same. I think it's just his personality really goes into the character. And I think that they usually do. You know, they record the voices first. Him. Yeah. <laughs> they, they record the voices and they kind of take the you know performance from what they see when they're doing that. So it basically is like Patton Oswalt is a rat on screen. So I don't know. Remy's a pretty inspirational character. You know the the unlikely uh, success story. Doesn't matter how gritty or dirty or where you come from, you can follow your dreams no matter what. No matter what, you can cook if you want. That's a that's a you know it's not always true, but it's something you'd <laughs> like to believe was always true. Pretty inspirational, but yeah, I mean, uh, we don't have to have them, but I like them. I mean, how do you guys? Uh, feel I how think he ranks up against. I really ones? want Ratatouille represented on this list. We have two characters from it in contention. I'd like it. I pick Remy over Anton Ego. I think you would, just because he's more likable. Anton Ego's the bad guy. I mean, I like. Well, I feel like the, I feel like the bad guy is the the head chef owner guy in that yeah movie. Anton Ego's definitely a bad guy I mean I guess in the end he, he kind of he kind of comes to the good side in a way but so I spend most of the movie not liking him so I, I'd, I'd pick Remy over Anton Ego I just think Anton Ego's a more interesting character what do you guys think about Re- you haven't seen Ratchet Colin I'd go with Anton Ego I like Remy he's a nice protagonist well there you have it but uh, well, I but I'm leaving. Just... Let's leave them both on for now. That's fine. It's a good movie. Uh, so Sully, are we looping? Looping. Looping. Are we looping him? So how many do we looping? have? <laughs> we don't have that many now because we looped them all. Looped them all. <laughs> loopy here. Got out of control with our loops. Loop. So let's not loop them. Whatever Can you that just means. Say pairing them up or something, <laughs> looping them together. That's what Chad meant to say, but lassoing. Decided not lassoing to lassoing them together. <laughs> looping. Okay. <laughs> no, I feel like Sully's got to be with Mike. Unless we're having a we're having some problem with having mm. enough for the list. No, I mean we got plenty. Okay, he so. has to be with Mike. They're. It's like Abbott and Costello. He doesn't have to be, but I just would like it that Are way. you keeping in Anton? Right now. Seems like it. Uh, what did you just you want just, to move ahead from Sully then do? and I'm come back to combining these. Uh, so, Wally's is the, the next one then. He is a robot. Does anyone remember what Wally stands for? Did it stand for something? It it's like waste. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, allocation. Here, I'll find out on. Uh, I'll find out on <laughs> Pixar Wiki. I think loader is one of the L's. Loader. Anyway, well, it's just this adorable little robot. Where's Wally on the list? He's just. He's not there. He's just doing his work. John took it away. And never put uh, it please, back. Please don't take Wally. I didn't off do the anything. He's yet. at the bottom of the list. I like Wally. Where? He's such a good guy. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, I well, we all know he should be on. Sure. There. Yes. Okay. I'm still trying to find out what Wally stands for. <laughs> Continue. Uh, see, just know he's he's a good guy because of the way that movie starts. He's 
the last of his kind, still doing his job. He's got his cool cockroach buddy. It's amazing that you can have a character on this list and say, you know, he's a great character when he doesn't say really anything. He's but he is so he's so expressive with all his movements and everything. There's so there's so much personality overflowing at him. How he likes that old that old movie and he kind of likes romantic things. And he doesn't say anything. Like I find that something really beautiful about that. I'm, I'm I'm getting closer. I'm on I'm on Pixar Wiki. <laughs> We're having Disney in concert June 30th. Seattle Symphony. He's, he's, he's a little trooper. There's just a purity to him, you know. Yeah. Just root for he him. He just does what is right, what he what he thinks is right, I guess. I mean, if it were over to me, I'd put the 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 fat captain on the list. Fat captain, he's good. Jeff Garland, <laughs> oh yeah, oh he's really. What good. about Fred Willard? Or is That's he not real life. He's not Fred eligible because he's <laughs> real life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about oh, that. We're shutting this down, hmm. people. It's a bad idea. That is really weird. How he's real life, like yeah. Did everyone turn into computer generated <laughs> images? <laughs> generate fat people. <laughs> Maybe. Well, technology is going to keep getting better and better, and then we're just going to be People are part just of it. Look better and better. We're going to be Chris. Okay, and Wally stands for waste allocation load litter earth class. I guess they didn't want to put that C Dude, on there. It's not very memorable. I got three of those words. Nice. Good for you. Well, I'm sure they said it in the movie. Yeah. So congratulations for remembering. Thank you. That's all I was looking for. I mean that 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 one is already. I feel like we've already talked about it on a, maybe a couple lists. I think we talked movie. about Wally on the sci-fi list two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I think that movie's already made its impact, really and I think he's a big part of that. His personality. Mm-hmm. So I definitely see him on this list. Yeah. So let's keep him. Very last, perhaps the most obvious one, Woody the cowboy. He's got a snake in his boot. Somebody poisoned the water hole. Somebody did. And he's he's got a problem with it. I mean, he's so relatable. I, I can't believe that anyone would actually say they relate more to Buzz than Woody. That's, that's I don't know madness. if it's a relate. Maybe they just think he's cooler, I guess. Yeah, because I don't think you can relate to a delusional space ranger. <laughs> I don't think anyone can. Pretty much insane if you say you relate to that, but... I mean, Woody's the po- supposed to the, the character is supposed to get fine. Mm-hmm. But what I think is funny is that he's kind of cynical. He's kind of just like everyone's really impressed, you know, by Buzz. But he's like, "You're a child's plaything." He gets real mad at him and stuff. And I felt like I also you get mad at him a little bit. Like, why are you being so selfish? Why are you? Be, why does it matter that you're the favorite? You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of how, yeah. I relate to that too. Yeah. I'm a very petty person. <laughs> I told you my relationship with Woody. I am Woody. <laughs> I am. Nancy is Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Who's Ham? Who's Ham? It's probably Sean. Real nice. <laughs> <laughs> to pick on the fat guy. I see how it is. He's a toy, Sean. He's <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think Toy Story Two is also my favorite, and he's got a big part. He's in that. also going through like the same thing of like trying to find out who he is. He thinks, well, he's been told he's this huge star, 
who could be could be put to good use once again, but it's got Andy. But for how long? I really like in that movie the Woody's Roundup part to think that they, they watch on yeah. the old show. <laughs> I'd like to join your posse, boys. First, I'm going to sing a song. It's a animal. That was quality. He program. jumps over the canyon. It's like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what will happen next week? But it never came. Yeah, I mean, you could. Because of spacemen. Damn space fucking well, up. Well, space is pretty great. Um, let's not complain about space, but <laughs> I will always complain about space. I I love that you could think about Toy Story as a three part story about you know mortality. With the first one, you know, trying to understand your place in the universe. Second one, coming to cope with mortality, and the third one, really accepting death. It's it's a hell of a trilogy. I mean. Probably one of those Toy Stories is my favorite of all the movies Pixar's made. I, I I couldn't say which one at this point. It's too confusing in my heart. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, Woody is our guide through those movies. Basically, uh, I I can't imagine this list without him on it. An amazing experience. First time I saw Toy Story. When did that, was that? Was ninety six? Ninety five, I think. Uh, I remember I really had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Number two. Oh no! <laughs> and then you know what happened after I saw the movie. It's weird that we were like the first. Like, <laughs> no, it happened. I'm admitting it. Whoa! <laughs> that's that's very brave of you, John. Toy Story is so good. A poop pants. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. God, so we much. we dig deep on these podcasts. <laughs> what am I? Greatest shame that I just revealed <laughs> to everyone. All twenty-five of those. Not even ones. that. It wasn't even that young. Six. <laughs> well, it was so good that you couldn't so hold. Good. I mean, you knew what you were doing. You had to hold it until the end, and you just <laughs> had to have that great release at the end. Not like a lot, you know. Just like a little bit. Just a little guy. It was not like I was laying an egg. Okay. <laughs> God. And I like Woody. Good guy, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I think that make that we've gotten through the whole list. Then yeah, yeah, that's all of them. So how many are left? Uh, well, we didn't uh, team up Sully and other Mike Wazowski. Do it. Okay, but we it. did do that. So uh, I think we have. A number of people on the list? Oh, Perhaps. Yes, a number. Could... All right. It's uh, 12. 12? Did I lose two? I vote Remy. Remy? Or e- either one of the those guys. The those guys? Either one of the Ratatouille people, since I haven't seen it. You guys I pick. See. How many are there? There's just Antonigo and Remy. No, I mean, how many uh, total? Twelve. Twelve. But I don't want to lose mm. both of the Ratatouille people. Yeah, uh, can we lose one of the Mr. and Mrs. Incredible couple? Yeah. I could do that. So one of each? Okay. I said one of them, not both. Right. No, so I just mean one, one of, of the Incredibles and one of the Ratatouille people. Well, I'm going to assume we like Mr. Incredible more, just because. I think I like Mrs. Incredible more. Really? 
Well, I like I like Mr. Incredible because he's depressed. Okay, that's funny. I like that too. <laughs> I like my Pixar characters to be depressed and fat and hate their their jobs. Yeah, it's really it's more. Well, liberal. remember he gets in shape pretty early on. I, I'm just saying it's funny. He's pretty built. <laughs> yeah, so I'd pick I'd pick him over. Well, what about you two guys? It's fine. Does it have to be one of the people from the Incredibles? No. Someone else? Uh, Marlon. Marlon's not that exciting either. Yeah. I'm not a big so Carl Dory's, fan. Is Dory still either. on the list, or did we lose Dory? I'd rather have Dory than Marlon. Probably, yeah, me too. Yeah. Why do we get rid of Dory so fast? I don't know. Because <laughs> we hadn't gotten rid of like any. <laughs> All right, well, if, whatever, for whatever reason we took her off, let's also lose Marlon then, right? Okay. And then um, it was... What was the other ensemble? One of the Ratatouille people? Remy, Remy probably. Remy, probably, because Colin and I prefer Anton, and Nancy hasn't seen it yet. I guess. It's 10, 11. Well, that's 10, right? Does Is that 10? Oh, wait, now it is. It's Marlon gone as well. That okay. Then I put Anton Ego at, at the 10 spot. Fair enough. You sure? Well, I preferred Remy myself. Just because I feel like he's he's less yeah, prominent than most of these true. other characters, and I feel like that definitely plays. The, the in one here. thing Still I worry like, about is all the Toy Story picks clustering at the top. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It is what it is. Um, well, yeah. I guess we will. All right, start putting it together. What about just one before we put Antonigo at the bottom? Maybe. Jesse or one of the Incredibles? Mm, I like all three of those better than Anton Ego. I don't know about Jesse, but I definitely like Anton Ego better than both the Incredibles. I mean, I just, I just don't agree with that. John doesn't agree. What and about, I'd say Ratatouille. What do you say, well, I, I don't know. Probably because Incredibles is my favorite after Toy Story. I really like both the Incredibles. I, I don't have a problem putting Anton Ego at the bottom of this list. He, he, I mean, he made the list. All right. That's cool enough. That's... Because how often do, do we get a pick that one of us hasn't even seen? That happens all the time. Pretty much all the time. Uh, yeah. It's not <laughs> Every week, rare. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! We did it. Mm. How high is uh, Carl Fredrickson? Not high for me, just because I'm not a big Up fan. Not that Up on Up. Yeah, I don't think he has to be terribly high. He he's a pretty typical old man could character. Be nine. I think. I mean, he's got, of course you get he's got a lot of depth from his backstory and everything. Mm-hmm. But throughout most of the movie, he's, he's a grumpy old man, and that's fine. So I put yeah, I put Carl lower, maybe nine. Yeah, I mean that's how I'm feeling. You look pretty resistant to that, Colin. I'm just still not that big on both the Incredibles. I do like that movie a lot. I just the characters are. I like both of them better than Carl. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, part of what made the Incredibles great was the way it played with the superhero mythology. That that doesn't really transfer into well, the superhero mythology character. and the fact that they're like Which real is... parents. I just feel like they're so they're so real. Those they're, they're some of the realest mm-hmm. characters I think in the Pixar movies are the Incredibles. I mean, they're so, not they're not Andy real. I mean, that's quality writing there. So I. I put them ahead of Carl myself. 
But how much higher would you go with them? I mean, they can go in next, I suppose. Which one? Both of them. I'd like to keep them together, just... Yeah, because I don't think either of them are better than any of the other characters. All right, well, I said I like Elastigirl more. John said he likes Mr. Incredible more. Colin and Matt, input? I think I said Mr. Incredible. I don't really have a... What's the... Mr. Incredible or Mr. Incredible? About the same. Uh, Yeah, I guess... Mr. Incredible, because he's fat. <laughs> Bonus points. <laughs> Tiebreaker. There's more okay. of him. There's below. more of him, so <laughs> he gets more points. He's a yeah, but she point. could stretch out to any size. So much of her in every direction. Not his size. <laughs> he's dense. <laughs> he's got mass. True. He's he can't, got my uh, mass on she, she can't stretch to that girth, so... This is getting like strangely sexual in a way. <laughs> and strangely stupid. Um <laughs> something Fine, let's it. just put uh, Mr. Incredible ahead of Elastigirl. Okay. So she's at eight, he's at seven. Moving on. I'd go with Jesse. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That sounds all right. Well, I don't need to defend that because I don't know why. I just I just like the other ones better, you know? It, that's kind of what it comes down to. And then I feel like, I don't know. I probably like the Toy Story Ensemble more than Wally. It's hard to beat one character who doesn't speak versus a whole ensemble <laughs> I'm amazed of hilarious he's, he's made it this far. I mean, he's pretty good. I'd put Wally next. Probably. Yeah, Wally's kind of like Jesse. I could see them being together on the list. Kind of like Jesse? Oh, well, they're just like really positive, expressive, optimistic characters. Yeah. I don't, f- yeah. I, I guess I'd agree with that. All right. So, Wally at Wally at five. Five. So, we're kind of just. Yeah, it's coming. Doing exactly what we feared mm-hmm. we would do. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it if it's, it's the way we story. feel. It's the truth. That's what we want our listeners to to hear. Well, I don't know. I, li- I think I like Mike and Sully more than the Toy Story Ensemble. I'd get behind that. Just the way they play off each other. Mm-hmm. They're so. I feel like that might be the funniest. Maybe it's hard to say. I'd have to watch them all again. Monsters Inc.'s pretty funny. I mean, you'd have me sold if we didn't throw in the Abominable Snowman in that group. <laughs> if you throw in the Monsters Inc. Ensemble, that's yeah. a pretty good ensemble too. Why is he so all about snow cones? I don't get it. He's like really wants them to try snow cones. <laughs> snow cone? Don't worry, it's a lemon. <laughs> I really like that monster in there. It keeps him decontaminated too because he's got like a sock got on. A sock. Got all the guys like rip all his fur. His like friend keeps outing him. <laughs> oh my god, code 21. <laughs> good ensemble. So that, that is a lot of good characters. But yeah, I think I put... I, th- I think I put Mike and Sully over the Toy Story Ensemble. I think I put the Toy Story Ensemble maybe over Buzz, though. So Toy Story Ensemble is definitely number four then, right? Not definitely. I might like them better than, than Buzz, so. I might put Buzz at four, personally. Yeah. Okay. Once again, it's hard to be a I whole bunch of I mean, if you just put Buzz up against Ham, I'd probably actually say Ham. Because I feel like <laughs> in the second movie, or Buzz Rex. basically is just in the... The ensemble. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. 
and for more or less the third one as well. Now that I think about it. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. So I put number, four. number four. So, what do you think of these teams, Mike and Sully, Toy Story Ensemble? I put Woody. Mike and Sully ahead of the ensemble. I just really like Mike and Sully. I feel you. They have that great song they sing together. One Randy Newman, his first Oscar, yeah. <laughs> after being nominated 16 times. I thought you were talking about that one part where he's like, we're just rehearsing this song for the new musical. Put that thing back where it was yeah. before, help me. That should have been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Newman wrote that. They just make it into an Put entire song. Put that thing back. <laughs> dum, dum. Thinking, I don't know. But that's uh Why do you all stupid Randy Newman like he has Down syndrome? <laughs> that's how everybody has Randy Newman, Sean. How he sounds. <laughs> Just funny. Yeah, I, I guess Spike and Sully can beat the Toy Story Ensemble. Dynamic duo. At number all two. Right. So then obviously Woody's our number one, right? Yeah, I think so. I think the cool thing about him that we did kind of explain is he does kind of have a darkness to him. There is kind of an unlikable part of him, the fact that he, yeah, he is going out of his way to cause harm to Buzz Lightyear. It's kind of kind of despicable. He displays the widest range of emotions to make him the most relatable, I think. Yeah. You get to see him mad and happy and all sorts of stuff. Whatever that would be. He's really deep. Between There's something to write for a film class and they just do a whole character analysis on Woody. Real deep. Hey, I t- in my screenwriting class, we always talked about Toy Story because it's like supposedly it's like perfect uh, act construction, all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Pretty great script, probably because it had like thirty awesome writers work on it, one at a time. So our top ten Pixar characters: number ten, Anton Ego; number nine, Carl Fredrickson; number eight, Helen Parr, Elastigirl. Number seven, Bob Parr, Mr. Incredible. Number six, Jesse the Cowgirl. Number five, Wally. Number four, Buzz Lightyear. Number three, the Toy Story Ensemble. Number two, Mike and Sully. And number one, Woody the Cowboy. Well, be brave and go see that movie in theaters tomorrow. And tell us what you thought about it or this podcast over at mildlyplease.com. We'll be seeing you next week with our voices. Bye, everybody. Bye.